Welcome back to Under Pressure Podcast, your favorite business building podcast for the pressure washing community. Today, we have with us once again, Paul Cassander of the Power Wash Store in Wisconsin. So we had Paul on for another episode that was fantastic. Uh, we had a great episode, a great conversation with a lot of great information. So I'm happy to have you here again to talk about uh, some supply chain topics and then also equipment. So Paul, it's, it's nice to see you again. It's nice to have you back. Yeah, great to be here. Thank you very much for having me. So since the last time we talked, um, have there any been any big changes at the Power Wash store? Uh, anything big coming that, that people should look out for? Well, you know, we, we are always trying to innovate and bring some stuff to market. Um, our uh, direct drive clutch uh, gas booster is finally uh, ready to get out into product. It's in production and ready to be uh, distributed to market. We were waiting for uh, a batch of our custom-made clutches to come in. So we, we got, got some of those in. Um, you know, the hardest part has been getting the engines to connect them to. Uh, but we have we have a few of those, so that that's probably our latest. Yeah, you know, yeah. what a surprise! Can't find engines. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're we've been working pretty hard to to do that. We've been actually pretty fortunate that um, we had quite uh, a lot on order and and a lot allocated to us from our uh, Honda um, you know dealer because we're OEM. So uh, we actually have been coming out pretty good, even better than some of our uh, some of our suppliers. Uh, have been able to, um, to to build equipment. So um, that that's been good. Um, that's so awesome. that that's probably the latest and greatest uh, thing that that's come out. We're working on a few other things uh, to to bring to market, um, but nothing is uh, ready for release yet. Uh, don't want to let the cat out of the bag too soon. You know, it's, we're we're still in some beta testing with uh, with a few items that uh, that I think people will really really enjoy and. Uh, they're priced right. right for for everybody to really use. So you'll have to stay tuned. Everyone in the audience will have to stay tuned. Check out PowerWashStore.com and see what's what's new in the industry. And that's perfect that that you actually mentioned uh, to start off the bat uh, the engine issues. Getting the engines in. I know supply chain is something that everyone in this industry is focused on. All the supply chain issues, and that's something that you wanted to talk about today. So I'll, yeah, I'll give you. Like yeah, kind of touch base on that a little bit. I know we, we covered it pretty extensively in the last um, podcast that we did, and, and things really haven't changed too much. If anything, they're they're actually getting worse. I mean, you're seeing more and more items, everything, um, getting to a point where uh, the, the demand is outpacing the supply, and then the supply and production is, has been reduced, and... and uh, you know, from one, one component or another. I mean, you know, they're not building engines because they can't get plastic or, you know, they can't get the metal or the casting plant or the, you know, the, the foundry is down because they can't get the sand because the company that made the sand or the molds or whatever, you know, it's, it's always something weird that you would never think is the case. Um, what, what, you know, what we're telling people to do now actually is, you know, if, you, if you're trying to get something this year, if you get it, you're lucky. It's just a fluke as far as any major equipment goes. Um, you know, you can get it, um, but you're not likely to get anything just in time. Like if you need mm -hmm. a machine today, you're, you're, you're probably going to be out of luck in, in yeah. a lot of cases. Now, we, yeah. we're fortunate we have, you know, you might not get exactly what you want, 
but you can get get some stuff yet. So we're we're fortunate that most of our franchise locations are are stocking machines. We've been ordering consistently, but a lot of the stuff that we've been uh, bringing in is stuff that we ordered four or five months ago. Um, you know, uh, Hydrotech, Pressure Pro. You know, a lot of them they're at twenty plus weeks on things right now. So you know, it's we're coming into June here. So what does that mean? You're not going to see a machine till December. So what we're telling people is that when it comes to the big, big products, the big purchases, the, you know, the trailers, the skids, the pressure washers, a lot of that stuff is to, you know, plan ahead, plan what you want next year in spring and probably order it within the next month or two at the latest uh, mm -hmm. to at least get yourself in the line to potentially get it in six to eight months when, when the season starts. Um, wow. And, and. It's just, it's just what it is. Now, on, on the opposite side, the, so far, the, uh, the parts availability has actually been pretty good. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that kind of goes to, you know, the supply chain thing is that what I think you're going to start seeing is that everybody is going to have to make do with what they have and mm -hmm. make sure it's working. And it, it's going to be very important to actually care for your equipment, to set up a maintenance plan, to set up a, a program if you have employees that, that there's an accountability, that they're checking the oil every day because when they run it out of oil and the engine blows up, you could be down. Your business could, could literally get shut down because you can't get something. And then you're going up to Home Depot and finding a little two at you know 2,000 to try to get jobs done. Um, so it, 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 it's going to be important to, to, to have maintenance uh, on your equipment, to, to establish a routine for checking things. Um, you know, same thing with your trucks. I mean, the, the dealers, uh, I, I had a, a rear window motor that went out on my, on my pickup truck because I opened the window. It was one of the three nice days here in Wisconsin last week. And I opened my rear window on my truck and it won't close because the motor went out. So I went to the dealer and there's not really a good way to close it. So I have a piece of plastic over the back, but they said it's going to be three weeks before I can get a window motor to close my back window on my pickup truck. Wow. And I mean, I don't worry about anybody getting in the truck unless they're like this big, you know, if they can climb over between the seat and the headrest. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's there's really nothing that they can do to, to, to break into it or anything. And I park it in a garage. But, you know, it's just the fact that it's in everything. It's in everything we see and everything we do. And it, it's now more than ever, it's just important to care for your equipment, to, to mm -hmm. take that time to do it and, and to plan ahead. I mean, plan, you should be planning six months out. You should be planning a year out. And if you don't have spares or backups, you know, you, you need to look yeah. at that. So we saved well over 250k. Just this quarter, we have saved about thirty thousand dollars in credit card fees. Probably over a thousand dollars a month, at least. Over one hundred and fifty thousand dollars this year alone. One hundred eighty thousand dollars the first year we worked with them, and it's growing every single year. Thank you, Pair Payments. Thank you, Pair. I would recommend them to anyone. Yeah, just wish I would have done it sooner. So you already started to answer my next question, getting into the supply chain stuff, which is, you know how do you combat this issue, right? And, and you, you got into that with, you know, planning ahead and maintenance. So yep. what and when should people be worrying about equipment? Like what specific equipment um, should people be worried about the most and what's, what's okay, uh, what, what'll be in stock? And then 
when do like when exactly do you actually if you're worried about all this stuff and you want to start a business or um, or you're planning on expanding your business, what exactly do you have to to plan out buying and when should you really be focused on that? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously what you need to look at is is you know, really comes back to tracking things within your company. I mean, this goes for profitability. This goes for how you run your operations, what you should be charging, uh, how much are your, you know, your employees, gas, everything. I mean, it, it, it exposed inefficiencies. It's, it's kind of, that's kind of a whole other topic. But, you know, tracking what you're using and what you're doing and plan that out. You know, I would, I would personally, if it were me, I would plan everything in my business out probably 10 months just to be safe. And, you know, if you get a bunch of stuff in and you have a 10-month supply, yeah, you know, it's a bit of a financial hit right now. But, you know, in 10 months when prices are up another 10 or 15%, you actually came out pretty far ahead. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and start planning and prepping and, and doing that. You know, as far as equipment and things like that, you know, I would, I would be planning for next spring right now and, and probably get stuff in the works by, you know, August at the very latest, you know, because it, it could be March, April, May, by the time you, you actually see something, um, because it's not getting any better. I mean, we've, we've heard word from Honda that they're, they're cutting back, uh, production on, on stuff. They're shutting down for two months because they don't have, uh, the product to build, build engines. Wow. Um, we've also heard that they're getting out of the, uh, the lawnmower and, uh, small, uh, engine game, not, not like, 630s and 690s and that type of stuff but like weed eaters and push mowers and rototillers um we, we've heard that they're going to stop making stuff like that so you know that's going to again hurt the supply chain a little bit more and rototillers might not be important to pressure washers but they're important to a lot of people so you know that's the kind of stuff that's happening so you know planning out, you know, year, 12 months, you know, same thing with component parts. You know, you probably want to have a two or three month supply on hand. If you know you go through two couplers a month, well, you know, order 10 or 15. You're going to save on, on shipping. You're going to save overall on your costs if you have to pay shipping, um, you know, uh, and, and you're going to have it when you need it. You're not going to be like, oh, I can't go wash your house for $1,000 because I don't have a $4 coupler. And this is why I love having experts like you on who know the industry well. You work with so many pressure washing companies that you really have a great perspective here to say, hey, this does matter when we're talking about the business side of your operation here and when it comes down to profitability, efficiency, and actually being able to operate, right? So not only do you get better pricing and, and prices rise, so and I love what you're saying about ordering in bulk to get better prices. And prices will rise down the line. You got to be prepared for that. But also, something you said to me before the show is that you really do have to plan this stuff out because you you, you want to make sure that you're able to operate when you have these jobs, right? Yeah. And do you, do you see a lot of companies that that are like, I can't take jobs right now because unfortunately I don't have the equipment or I don't I, have the chemical. Yeah, we we have we have run across that. Now, you know, chemicals actually have been one thing in the industry that have been uh, pretty consistent with not. Mm -hmm. running out of i mean we, we there's some products that are a little bit delayed and then some short supply uh, i think the longest we had to wait for something was about two weeks because uh one of the components the raw materials wasn't available uh and they had to source it a little different um and then the biggest issue has been you know buckets but there it appears to be that we're through the plastic issue now um mm -hmm. now now it's not a matter of the resin any longer it's a matter of the labor to keep up with production to catch back up uh you know, I, I think um, 
you know, the, the, the biggest thing is, you know, it, like I said, a $4 coupler can cost you a thousand dollars. You can lose a job because you don't show up. I mean, if you have yeah. weekly accounts and regular accounts where, you know, you're doing a Chick-fil-A or you're washing a, you know, a FedEx terminal or a Conway or a, you know, uh, whatever, um, you know, and, and you can't show up because you don't have a $4 coupler or you don't have a hose or your gun broke and you don't have a way to spray the water or your pressure washer blew up and you don't have a backup and you don't have an alternate plan in place, you know, you can lose that job because, you know, they expect it. And, and you know, the quickest way to go out of business is to stop showing up. Yeah. And, and Absolutely. That, that's really it. And, and the easiest thing to stay in business is just keep showing up. When, when yeah. you're supposed to be there, be there. You won't lose the jobs that you get if you show up when you're supposed to show up and complete them. I mean, at 25 years of washing, you know, companies, I, I've had fleets and, and commercial accounts and, and things that I had been washing for, you know, 23 years of my existence in, in business to the date that I, you know, when I when I sold my company that every every two weeks or every week or whatever it was, I was out there washing. I missed, you know, a couple times a year. And usually it was because it was, you know, 14 below zero or, uh, you know, the truck broke down one day and I wasn't able to get it on Saturday, but I was able to get stuff put together and get out there on Sunday. So, mm -hmm. so planning that, I mean, that, that, that's key to, uh, you know, staying in business, having that backup, having that plan in place. What's your, what's your plan when your truck, you know, uh, ball joint breaks and you can't drive it anymore and it's stuck on the side of the road. What's your plan to finish mm -hmm. the jobs? Do you have a backup? Do you have an alternate plan? Is your, you know, do you have, can you get the equipment onto a trailer and then and, and pull it with another truck or go rent a U-Haul or, you know, what's it going to be? So you got to kind of plan those things out. Yeah. So important, not just for profitability, but as you're saying, to stay afloat, to, to continue to be a business and to actually grow. So important. Yeah. Yep. And, that, and that's really, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a fast way to grow. It's a great way to grow. You show up and you have the reputation for showing up. And you obviously you have to do a good job. You can't just show up and squirt water <laughs> on it and say, I'm a pressure washer, you know, and, and, and expect to stay in business. You know, quality of work goes a lot with that. But, you know, if you want to keep a job and, and have a job, especially when you get into, you know, commercial and maintenance, you, you know, you got to show up. You got to be yeah. there every week when you're supposed to. I mean, you know, look at it this way. If your trash man didn't show up for two weeks in a row, are you going to keep that trash company? You know, hey, I need this done. You know, you're not. You're going to find somebody else. Well, yeah. this guy isn't reliable enough to show up. Or, well, he only took half my garbage because his truck was full. I, I, that's not what I want. You wouldn't no. accept that. You know, and, and it's no different with what we do. If, if you don't show up or you don't finish the job or do it right, they're going to look. Absolutely. And so this is a perfect point to take a, a quick commercial break. We're going to take a moment to hear a word from our sponsor, Pair Payments. And when we get back, we're going to talk about equipment. And I want to touch on some trends in the industry that you're seeing. But we will be right back. You certainly can't afford to give profit away for no reason. But what if I told you credit card processors may be overcharging you and robbing you of profits you've worked hard to earn? It's time to put an end to being overcharged for payment processing. It's time to take back your profits. That's why we've put together a free report, How to Avoid Being Overcharged by Your Payment Processor. Head over to TakeBackYourProfits.com, download the report, and put an end to being overcharged for credit card processing. You've worked hard for your sales, and you deserve to keep it. What are you waiting for? Go to TakeBackYourProfits.com and download your report today. 
All right, and we are back with Paul Cassander of the Power Wash Store. Paul, this has been a great episode so far. I'm, I'm happy we touched on all these supply chain conversations, and I'm very excited to talk about um, some of the equipment um, topics you want to talk about. So I, I know that the, the, this is your wheelhouse. Uh, you, you know a lot about this, though. So I'll just I'll give you the floor and let you dive right into anything you want to talk sure. about uh, with equipment and how you can really, you know, uh, make your business more efficient or grow your business with that. Yeah, so there's there's kind of two things I want to, you know, cover as far as the equipment is concerned. Um, I think I think one of the first thing is that uh, people really need to have a little bit of an understanding of their equipment um, to kind of talk about profitability and how, how to keep working and how to stay running. You know, we talked about being able to service your stuff because of the lack of techs out there. Uh, about being able to install parts, being able to put a coupler on the end, change an O-ring, some simple things like that. Uh, but but even even a little more than that, it's just kind of having an understanding of how it works. Um, you know, we get quite a few calls, and you know, my my stuff broke down, and I don't know what to do. What's wrong with it? Well, you know, that that's great. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, we need a little more information. Well, it just stopped running. Well, why? Well, you know, I was working for about an hour or two, and then it stopped. Okay. Um, did you check the oil this morning? Yes. Okay. Did you put fuel in it? Well, of course I put fuel in it, but did you check? Did you do it or did your guys do it? Why did my guys do it? I said, go check your fuel. Oh, I forgot to put fuel in it. You know, we would come across stuff like that. I've done it. Um, I couldn't figure it out. Started ripping the whole thing apart, trying to figure out what's going on before I realized that the fuel tank was empty. Um, and, and people will do stuff like that. Uh, but but having an understanding of, of how how stuff works, how, to, how why is my turbine nozzle not spinning? Why is my gun leaking? Why does my injector stop sucking? Um, you know things that you need to operate, and you know getting a little bit of a, a basic understanding of how how these things work uh, is kind of important. So we, you know we're working on doing a series of uh, training videos. Um, it's going to be a while before they're up on our website. There are some up there now on our website in our video library um, that, that people can access. Uh, but we're going to be doing um, you know, two events this year where we're going to be teaching a, a class on this type of stuff. We're going to be at the, the huge convention in August, uh, which is the 17th through the 19th of August. Uh, this is 2022. Not If you're watching this episode in 2024, don't book a room. You're going to be a little disappointed <laughs> when we're not there. Um, yep. It has happened. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then we'll be at the PWNA in uh, the 12th through the 15th of October uh, down in Orlando, um, and that is also in 2022. So we're going to be doing a, uh, a basically an understanding your equipment type class. So we'll, we'll take injectors, chemical injectors, we'll take them apart, we'll talk about how they work, why they work, what they do, if they stop yep. working, what you can do in the field to fix them. Uh, same thing with the trigger gun, so you get an understanding of how they work, what which ones are a little better than others that, you know, you can get more life out of. And, and these are kind of things, you know, knowing and understanding will really help you in, in planning, in forecasting out a year. You know, I know that we always tell people if you're running bleach or you're running any acids and you're downstreaming buy a chlorine rated gun or a, a gun with what's called a ceramic ball in it or a ceramic seat. And what that does is that when the acid or the bleach is running through, it doesn't tear up the coating on the stainless steel ball and make it all rough so that water will weep out of it and it won't, won't shut off. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. don't use ball valves as a, as a metering valve. It's not a, 
you know, a, a ball valve is designed to be on off. And if you, you, you crack them to try to build pressure for rinsing, well, it works kind of nice, but it wrecks the ball valve and then they don't last. So use them as an on and off and set it up to put a nozzle in there. You know, how often do I change nozzles? You know, uh, how does, uh, you know, a 12-volt pump work? How does a diaphragm pump work? What is it, you know, what do I need to do to keep my, my pump in top condition so I don't break down? How does my unloader work? What causes that to fail? So we'll, we'll be covering a bunch of different things like that um, in, in, in the classes. And it's, you know, it's just kind of general things you need to know. I, I get it that you don't want to work on your equipment and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I never liked, I knew how to fix all my stuff, but a lot of times I took it to, uh, you know, a service guy that I knew, uh, back in the day before I, I started doing it myself and I just had them fix it because, you know, my time was precious. I, I made more money going out selling or working or doing the washing than I did fixing my equipment or building rigs or doing that type of stuff. It just, it didn't make sense for me to do that. Where, where's your Absolutely. time best served? And, mm -hmm. you know, some of the new guys starting out, they have more time than money. So they, it, yeah, I get it. Build your own stuff. Um, but the bigger you get, you know, time becomes more precious than, than the money in a, in a sense that, you know, your time has more value than what it costs to have somebody else do the work. Oh, absolutely. And we have that conversation with even marketing, say, right? Like, when you have the time, it's great, but then you get to a point where you have to outsource it and stuff like that. So I'm glad you brought all this up, these resources, where to find you at the huge convention in PWNA, where you're going to be doing the trainings, and then the resources on your website with the video library and the series that's coming. Because my next question after just hearing what you were saying, my next question was going to be, hey, for those guys starting out, where do you go for resources to, to learn about your equipment? And, you know, we, earlier before the break, you had talked about maintenance plans. Like, I'm wondering if someone has never had a maintenance plan and now they're hearing this podcast and they're thinking, oh, my God, I need a maintenance plan. Where would you direct someone to say, hey, this is a great resource to figure out, you know, where to look for maintenance plans, where else to look for equipment? Like, I know you guys have a lot of training yeah. and stuff coming, but where would you recommend to point someone uh, for so, those kind of resources? There's... Um actually quite a few of the uh, manufacturers have uh, like maintenance schedules and maintenance plans on their websites. General Pump has a installation and service manual that, that kind of gives you troubleshooting advice and when to do your service and intervals and, and things like that. And you can just download it and print it out. Um, you know, establishing something of your own, your own type of plan, you know, it, it kind of really depends on your hours. You know, you're not going to change your uh, your engine oil every 50 hours if you're working 50 hours a week. You know, you can go two or yeah. three weeks, you know, or a month even without, you know, changing it, you know, every every, every couple of weeks. It, it hasn't really had the opportunity to build up the acids in it to, to, to cause the damage and the, you know, the get get dirty, you know, for lack of a better term. Um, so you can change it maybe monthly or maybe every, every, every 100 hours or 200 hours as long as you keep the levels appropriate. Um you know, you just don't want to let it sit too long is, is really one of the worst things for it. Um, you know, the, the, our website has some resources, obviously calling any of our locations, uh, all, all the franchises are willing to help you, uh, understand your equipment. Um, you know, all of them, when, when you buy from them, they're, they're happy to train you on the equipment. They offer a little bit of training and, and onsite, um, you know, help. Uh, they're available. They're available by phone, as are we. 
Um, it's kind of one of the things that we've always prided ourselves on is to try to support the contractors as much as we possibly can. Now, it's not always possible when you need it at that very moment because we might be on the phone with somebody else. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, just like you, everybody's everybody's very busy. And, you know, if, if you call a location and you can't get through, it's not because they're ignoring you. It's because, you know, they're on the phone with somebody else. And just like when you're on the phone with them, they don't want to, you know, blow you off to answer the phone call for somebody else. They, they you know, take care of people as best they can as they come through. So, Absolutely. So that, that, that's where I would look at resources. Um, you know, we're always happy to help. Um, and and as, as are all our franchise locations. Yeah, and you guys are a great resource, so I appreciate that. Uh, is there somewhere specific they should, is there a phone number you want to put in here if someone wants to read, reach out to you guys? Well, or a specific what, what they can website? actually do is if they go to powerwashstore.com, right on the top of the website, there's uh, phone numbers and addresses and information for every single location that we have. Um, mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're right there. You can call them. You know, uh, we recommend calling and building a relationship with the one that's closest to you because that really, really can help you out. Um, if they can't find the answer or don't know the answer, uh, they'll they'll do the research or, or direct you to to us or, or to the, the place where you might be able to find it. It might not be something they deal with, but uh, a lot of times, you know, they can help you with, with that. You know, from when, if it comes to sealers or chemicals or, uh, you know, parts and products, every one of them has, has run a washing company for, for many, many years, uh, most of them 20 years. Uh, you know, wow. some maybe 15 years, uh, but you know, from from window cleaning, everybody had especially brick cleaning, window cleaning, wood restoration. <laughs> you know, you name it. Um, you know, we we've we've done it, and uh, we're we're happy to help people figure that that stuff out. Uh, so you know, as far as as far as that that end, you know, and any location can help you with that, and in, in you know, helping to find the resources or understanding some of that. That's great. And I, I love all the experience there. Such a fantastic resource. And again, that's why I'm so excited to have uh, have you on today, because as an expert in the industry, I'm curious to hear from you. What are some trends you're seeing and what are people doing that's working? And what are people doing that's not working? That you'd say, hey, if you heard this on Facebook or in some forum, stay away from that. What's working? What's not working? Well, you know, actually, there's a couple of trends that I find kind of interesting that I think are really really positive and really good. Um, mm -hmm. what, what I've been seeing more of lately is, is a lot of companies have um, gone to, uh, what, what I guess you would call, you know, business coach, coaching. Not, not going into the coaching because you got to be kind of careful with that because everybody and their brother, you know, opened a business and, you know, and two months later they're a business coach and I know everything about the industry and I can do it. And they might be very smart, uh, very, you know, I call it OCD, but very organized and under, you know, yeah. and they have the process and they have it laid out and they may have some good information, um, but they might not have the experience to really put that into practical application within our industry. So there's nothing wrong with a coach that might be from outside of our industry. Um, and, and that's, that's not a bad thing, but uh, it, it, you know, you just got to be kind of careful with, you know, everybody being a coach lately and everybody, you know, being whatever, everybody's an expert because they, they're on the internet and they have lots of videos and, and talk a lot. Um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, what we're seeing, even, even companies that I know that are, that have been very successful, been in business 10, 15, 20 years, 
you know, they, they get involved with a coach, uh, you know, like Conker, you know, Matt Clark is, uh, I, I've worked with him for years, you know, his background was in NASCAR. He, he was a, a pit coach for years on, on oh, wow. championship teams and, you know, met him from, you know, years ago and, 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 and work with him. And I, and I talk with him. He's, he's a very good coach. Uh, you know, a couple of my franchise locations in their wash business set up some uh, coaching calls and coaches. And, and it's, you know, it's not like they have all the answers, um, but just like a good coach, they, they can point you in the right direction. They give you that, um, that nugget that leads you where you need to go. And, and, and sometimes it's so simple. It's like, why didn't I think of that? You know, I mean, I've been in business for, you know, since the, you know, nineties and, you know, I don't know everything. And, you know, I'm 50 something years old now, but I still get a guy that tells me, well, what about this? And I'm like, you know, you, you know, you can't know everything. And, and, and that coaching trend, I think has really helped a lot of people take it to the next level. Does that mean you got to spend tens of thousands of dollars on coaches? No, not necessarily. Uh, it might just be a 30 minute conversation with a coach, somebody to hold you accountable, uh, like a, like a trainer when you go to the gym, right? Do you really need a trainer when you go to the gym? Well, no, you can do the research yourself, but sometimes that trainer is the guy that gives you that little kick in the butt to, to get going. And, and, and it's a trend I've seen more and more people start to do. And, and, and I think it's paid dividends for a lot of people because it just, uh, that accountability that, you know, Hey, I have to have this report in by Thursday or I'm going to get an F. Well, yeah. I own my own business. Who cares if I do a report, right? Nobody's going to tell me I have to do a report, but when there's an accountability and your coach says, why don't you have this done? You're, this is why you're failing. All of a sudden yeah. it's like, Oh, you know, it, 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 it makes a big difference. Um, so I, I think that's a trend that I'm seeing that with the successful companies that, that they're really starting to do. Um, you know, we're, we're starting to see, uh, you know, there's a, there's a becoming more of a balance in the pressure wash, soft wash life. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when, when, when soft washing became more of a thing, probably, you know, in the last 10 years, I would say eight to 10 years. Uh, it became more and more of a thing. I mean, it was always something down in Florida. Uh, the invention you know, of the proportioner really changed a lot of stuff. Um, and everybody kind of went to just soft washing. I'm going to soft wash everything. Well, they realized eh, that doesn't do everything. So we're starting to see people balance it out. They're, they're, they're really diversifying. They're doing both. They're soft washing and pressure washing. You know, windows are becoming more uh, prevalent. Uh, there's a lot of crossover between the industries. Um, between soft wash and pressure wash and window cleaning, they're all kind of intermixing and realizing and becoming more of a whole uh, cleaning company, not just a specialized in one and only thing. Uh, that, that's another trend I'm seeing. Um, education is becoming more and more prevalent, uh, which is good. Uh, you know, that, oh, yeah. you, 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 you know, getting good information and good teachers and, and, and people being out there uh, sharing information is, is, is good. Um, not all of it is good information, but it's, it, it, it's good to have out there too. At the same time, it's like, so, you know, yeah, this is wrong. You know, I, I, I just, you know, you gotta be able to use your mind still and not just take everything at, at face value, you know, as, as we, we learn in daily life. <laughs> yeah. So, so is that something you're seeing people doing wrong is taking advice from people they haven't vetted? Uh, yeah, I, I see quite a bit of that. I, you know, again, it, it's still out there. You know, there's guys that I've known over the years that, you know, purposely, 
uh, and they've even told me they purposely put out bad information. Um, oh, wow. It's it's right, but it's not really right. He's like, yeah, I make it make it right enough that they'll believe me, and but I that's not the way I do it. But I, I do that on purpose because I don't want competitors. I'm like, that's just kind of wrong. But, you know, most of those guys aren't really around too much. Now it's more of the guy that, you know, I've been in business for six months or I've been in business for two years and, and this worked for me and this is the way it has to be and this is right. It's like, well, yeah, it's right, but it's not correct. And, mm -hmm. and again, I think I've mentioned this before. There's a difference. Something can yeah. be right, but not correct. You know, just because you can do something and it worked doesn't mean it's the correct way to do things. And, you know, uh, in, in the end, it's, it's you know, a 50-50 shot that you're going to do some damage or, or whatever. So getting a better yeah. understanding of, of what's going on and, 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 and that, that really makes a difference. Oh, absolutely. It does. And so my thought now is, what, just because I know you have a great perspective on this, what is what is something you're seeing uh, people do as they're starting out that you'd say don't do this? It, just an actual an actionable item for people uh, tuning into this episode that say, hey, w what do I need to be so, doing? I'm just growing. You know, we, we talked about equipment a little bit, and, and equipment selection is probably one of the big things that I see. Uh -huh. um, people put a lot or too much stock in looking at the big guy on, on the internet and, you know, I want to do that. That's what I need. I want 20 gallons a minute and 7,000 PSI and, and, and I want to do this and that. And, and it's like, well, wait, what are you washing? Well, I'm washing houses. Well, why do you need a machine that's designed for caulk cutting to wash a house? You're going to destroy the house. Well, that's what he does. I'm like, yeah, that's what he does. You don't want that. So, um, you know, really leaning on people with the experience that are that are out there that have been around for a long time you know again you know our, our franchise locations are a great resource uh some of the other uh, uh suppliers out there that have been around for a while are actually a good resource some of the newer ones you know they, they ran a wash company for two years and they started selling parts because it saved them a bunch of money and they and they may not know you know that not not yeah. that they they're trying to maliciously mess people up they just you know, don't know. I, I use 10 gallons a minute and it worked great. So everybody should have 10 gallons a minute. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. What are you washing? You mm -hmm. know, well, I'm washing flat work. Yeah. 10 gallons a minute is great. Well, I'm washing houses. Well, 10 gallons a minute is kind of overkill. You can do it, but you know, you're going to be running around the house. You know, well, I'm, I'm washing trucks. It's way too much. You don't want that. You're, 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 you're going to waste so much water. You're never going to be able to move that fast. You know, if, if you're washing fleets, I, I always tell people, don't go over eight gallons a minute. It's too much water. You know, you ideally, you want to be between five and, and seven gallons a minute is, is really the ideal, uh, the ideal number for you. Um, or, um, you know, if you're washing houses, you know, eight gallons a minute is, is, is probably good. You know, 80, you know, up to 80% of your time is spent rinsing. So having that cap, that eight gallon a minute capacity for rinsing is, is, is key. 
um, on, on something like a house where you want to flush that and you need a lot of water if you're using bleach mm -hmm. to kind of, you know, water it down or neutralize it and, and that type of stuff. You know, you're doing flat work, you get into a parking garage, yeah, 10 gallons a minute all day long because you, you need that flow and that volume to push the debris out of the way to rinse faster and move faster and cover that square footage. So, you know, there's a balance in there and, you know, working with somebody that has the experience in doing all that stuff can kind of cover it. So, we see a Absolutely. lot of guys just over overbuying equipment, mm -hmm. putting themselves into a situation where you know you don't need you don't need an eighty thousand dollar fancy drop in truck skid when you're just getting started because a guy says I'm going to sell you this rig and it's got all these fancy things on it and you don't have a single job yet and you really don't understand what you want to do you know maybe you know maybe scale that back you know yeah. uh, you know, now you've been in business for a year and you, you, you kind of know, it's like, yeah, I bought a house washing rig. Turns out I hate house washing. All I want to do is wash, you know, sidewalks. Well, what are you going to do with your $80,000 rig? You know, yeah. now you got to sell it and you're going to get 50000 for it on the market because it's, you know, quote unquote used. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, the, you got to kind of start with figuring out what you want to do. You know, what what's your focus? If you want to be the jack of all trades, then then that's fine. Nothing wrong with that, you know. And you can design, you know, we can design something to fit that that need. But if you want to be a, a you know, a house washer, well, don't buy fleet washing type setups. If you want to be yeah. a fleet washer, don't buy house washing setups. And you know, really focus on what your your niche is. Doesn't mean you can't cross over, but you know, selecting the right stuff for the right job is really really the key so key and that's why i'm glad i'm so happy we just got into this because it's so true you it's not a one-size-fits-all mentality right you really need a tailored um a tailored piece of equipment to to what you're doing so that you can optimize your business and you can be profitable and, and continue to grow so um you guys obviously are a fantastic resource i highly recommend to anyone in the audience listening to this um you know, go call call the powerwashstore.com or go to powerwashstore.com, give them a call and, and see what they can do uh, for you, whether it's information or equipment. That's It's all amazing stuff. You guys are a fantastic resource. And to anyone in the audience who's worried that they want to grow their business uh, or they, they need more equipment but they can't afford it, you should go to www.pairpayments.com, contact us, set up a Zoom call with me and see how Pair Payments can eliminate your credit card processing bill so that you can you know, get all that money back that's no longer the cost of doing business with no fee processing. You can eliminate these credit card bills you have and then you can take the money you save from your credit card processing bill, reinvest it in your business. And we have talked to so many people, Paul, who say, hey, I don't have the budget for equipment, for extra equipment I wanna grow. I don't have the budget for marketing. Well, if you wanna grow, looking at payment processing, seeing what we can save you, um, you know, really helps. It's, it's, it's really just, uh, how could that money be working for me? So it's not the cost of doing business anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's, it's fine. You, you, you talk about that and, and, and really one of the, one of the keys to, you know, running a successful business and being able to grow and do that is cash flow. It's not yeah. just about profit. It's about cash flow. And if you can free up that cash flow or get that money and, and offer that to, to your customers, uh, that was a very, uh, very successful thing for me when I started doing prepayments and, and, and credit cards and stuff like that, that, you know, I wasn't waiting for, you know, three months for the guy to pay me and having to threaten to put liens on properties because I could, 
I say, well, I'll give you a 5% prepayment discount. Well, great. Oh, here you go. And that, that cash flow really becomes key. And, and credit cards are a great way to do that. Absolutely. And now I'm, I'm very happy that you brought that up because with equipment, a lot of these are probably huge purchases that, that put a burden on companies. It's a, it's a huge piece of their expenditures, I'm sure. What what do you recommend for, um, you know, when buying equipment, how do you optimize that pay structure? Are there ways to go about it that you can really op, like make sure the cash flow works for you? Um, you know, there, it, it really kind of depends. I, you know, again, I don't, you know, don't, mortgage everything you own to buy a fancy rig because it's a fancy rig yeah um you know you kind of set your budget figure out what you're willing to invest into it and 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 start with that and you know we can build a rig or provide equipment to to fit just about any budget and you know yeah sometimes you're going to start out with something and it might be a small trailer and maybe it's only a year and you know but if you invest you know let's say ten thousand dollars which can be a lot of money you know, you can have a full rig on a trailer built ready to go and, you know, get out there and start making money with it and then plan for the next year that, yeah, you know what, next year, you know, coming into September, October, I've made a bunch of money this year. I've been setting it aside and I'm going to buy a $30,000 truck rig. So this is easier and I can grow and expand, you know, and reinvest in the company. Um, if, if that's, you know, what you want to do as far as that's concerned. So, you know, finding something that fits in your budget. Some people will do, uh, you know, leasing programs, uh, you know, with different, uh, you know, leasing companies, um, you know, go to the bank and, and get a loan. That's actually, you know, with rates, rates are going up a little bit, but with rates being as low as they were, I mean, it was almost like free money to, to go and borrow that money and amortize it over a five-year period. And then you're not stuck with a, you know, a $40,000 bill or a $30,000 bill, you're stuck with a, you know, $800 a month payment. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's, that's key for, you know, cash flow. Um, you know, the other thing is, you know, if, if you haven't read it, I would recommend reading the book profit first. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and it, it, a better way to manage your money and, uh, you know, keep it and not spend more than you really have to spend and get yourself into a bad situation. Cause you know, once you fall behind, you, you know, you're behind. Uh, the good news is that our industry, you know, from a cleaning aspect uh, is a very high profit margin business. Mm -hmm. So it's not hard to make a lot of money to get yourself and be able to pay cash for everything and set that aside. Uh, yeah, you're going to go, I have to go out there and hustle, but when you do it, it, it pays off. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so profit first that you just mentioned, uh, is by Mike Malkowitz. Go check that book out. Fantastic book. You can grab it on Amazon. Um, they, they, they should be sponsoring this podcast cause I feel like it's brought up a lot, but, um, are there any other books that you would recommend? Cause we love dropping resources in these podcasts. Any, any books you recommend someone goes and checks uh, out? You know, there, there's any of the business books, you know, the, the How to Win Friends and Influence People. That's like one of the oldest Classic. ones out there. And it, and yep. it actually, you know, really works. Uh, you know, kind of what you're interested in is really going to be the best book and best resource for you. You know, maybe areas where you feel you're not as strong. Um, you may want to, you know, look at that type of stuff. But, you know, even areas where you are strong, you can never get too strong in something. Be the expert in that. You know, maybe you're great at sales and, you know, become better at sales. 
You don't worry about the day-to-day -day operations. If you're good enough at sales, you can hire somebody to do the day-to-day -day operations for you. You know, and and that's you know that's that's kind of the key. You know, it's 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 uh, you know working and growing and constant growth. Uh, oop, constant growth really makes a uh, uh, a big difference in in the operations of your business. You know, get involved in these shows and networking, and and you can really learn a lot. Absolutely. So important, and the networking, you're right, is so important because, uh, as we've said before on this podcast, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. You can go find someone who's doing, um, if you see, if you have your vision, you see someone's doing what you want to do, go talk to them, go ask them what they're doing, how they got there, what books they read, you know, all that stuff, who they work with. And networking is so important because they can connect you to the right people and places for to help you get where you want to go, right? Yep, exactly. It's 100%. Absolutely. So, wow, Paul, thank you so much. This has been a fantastic episode. Uh, is there anything else you want? Any other golden nuggets or anything you want to leave with the audience before we call mm -hmm. it a day? I might have to save a few so if I come back on, I can uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. come up with something. No, you know, I, I think, you know, biggest thing, just, you know, plan ahead. Track, track, track. If you're not doing it already, get a notebook, start tracking everything you do. Mm -hmm. You know, build your systems, uh, find your inefficiencies, and, and you know, I've, I've done classes on that, you know, uh, how to manage your business and develop profit, and, and, and really what it comes down to is tracking, you know, mm -hmm. how do you know how to price stuff? Tracking. How do you know how to make, you know, make money or, you know, how much money you can make? Tracking. You know, are you making money or losing money? Just because, you you know, you sell a house for $400, did you really make money on it? Mm -hmm. You know, you don't know unless you track it. Turns yeah. out you did, you made $400 selling the house, but you spent 360 to get it done. Did you make any money? Was it worth $40 to be there all day? Probably not. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that that's, that's where tracking comes in. It just track, 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 track. So important. I'm glad you left us with that because you're right. There's, you, it's... You can't even overstate the power in making data-driven decisions. So I appreciate that you mentioned that as well. <laughs> glad, glad to do it. All right. So thank you so much, Paul. Um, check out, again, powerwashstore.com. Give them a call. See how they can help you out. And thank you, Paul, for joining us again. And it's not if you come back on. It will be when because you've given us now two great episodes. If you hadn't heard Paul's last episode, go check out. Um, Paul's first episode with us. It was a fantastic episode, and we will definitely have you back on again. Well, I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. My pleasure. It, it's absolutely been my pleasure. I've had I've had a blast as well. And thank you to the audience for tuning in. Uh, we have a fantastic roster of guests. We've met some fantastic people at some events and through some of the relationships we now have in the industry as we've been doing this. So I'm very excited uh, to bring you a, a continued fantastic roster of guests and experts, influencers in the industry, uh, people who, who know the industry well are, and are happy to share that information. So stay tuned for some more fantastic episodes in the weeks to come and check out pairpayments.com to see how we can help you with your payment processing needs and eliminate your credit card bill. And again, stay tuned. Uh,
Also, engage with us on social media. Ask any questions that you want to have brought up on the show when we have someone specific to cover that topic. Let me know what topics you want to hear, who you want to hear from. Let me know. We'll have them on. But uh, stay tuned, and we will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and smash that subscribe button. And don't forget to hit the bell so you won't miss our next episode. This episode was produced by Jake Aronson. This has been a Pair Payments production. 